This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Bobby, Mike, and Christian back here on Sports Talk live from Rouse's Markets. 3711 Power Boulevard is where you can find us. We have a big football weekend. LSU is on the road against the Florida Gators and the Bengals. And Joe Burrow coming to town to play the Saints. Shop Rouse's for all your game day food and drink. Joining us now from Locked On LSU is Caroline Fenton. Caroline, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? Good, right. thank you. Look, these two programs, I don't think they get enough credit for how good this rivalry is. These two programs, <laughs> Caroline, they don't like each other, and they don't they don't mince any words about it. No, they hate one another. LSU in Florida? Yes. Oh, it is. It is a deep-set <laughs> hatred. And people always ask me, you know, always the question of if you're an SEC fan of a single team, which is the other SEC team that you hate the most? And I think a lot of people would assume that LSU fans hate Alabama. And that's absolutely and partly true because Alabama has had LSU's number for so long, you know, barring that 2019 season. But I have to say Florida. That is my answer. And I think because it has been so back and forth, it's not as much of a lopsided rivalry as Alabama is. And I think that this is just two very passionate, borderline obnoxious fan bases that have a whole lot of pride in their team. And there's always something, some sort of drama surrounding the LSU-Florida matchup, whether it be a few years ago, you know, with a Florida player, you know, dancing out a, a tiger skeleton only mere weeks after Mike Six passed away, <laughs> whether that be the shoe game in the swamp a couple of years ago. This uh, this rivalry is definitely not drama-free, so it's going to be a fun weekend. It's petty. Um, and, and Carolyn, it's the petty. hurricane oh, debacle. Petty. <laughs> the hurricane <laughs> yeah. debacle where they refuse to move the game. I mean, it yep. is petty, and it is there is hatred in that rivalry. Now, now, Caroline, looking at uh, because I, I guess I, uh, to me, I don't think this is blown out of proportion uh, because I think uh, Coach Napier he really thinks he got slighted by LSU because uh, I think he really came to LSU over Florida, so it's kind of like uh, the inaugural game. Should LSU have hired Kelly or Billy Napier? Now it's water under the bridge. Uh, with Billy Napier, I, I think you'll have success at Florida. And Coach Kelly have success at LSU. Uh, but uh, th- th- there, I think Billy Napier were like nothing more than to beat LSU. 
I think you're 100% correct. And I think that's going to be a big storyline going into this game is, is Billy Napier going to, you know, prove it to LSU that LSU should have hired Billy Napier. And I'll say it right now. I don't think that this game is going to be the definition of LSU making the right or the wrong decision. And I mean that both ways. Right. If LSU wins in the Swamp on Saturday, that doesn't necessarily mean that Brian Kelly was the right hire. If Billy Napier wins on Saturday, that doesn't mean that LSU overlooked a really solid coach in Billy Napier. That simply means that these are two rebuilding programs that after the 2021 season were kind of left in disarray. They found two really good coaches, both who have proved themselves at different levels in college football, and they each chose one that they thought was best fit for their program. I think that the the unprovenness of Billy Napier probably turned a lot of people away, and just the fact that he did come from, from Lafayette. I think a lot of people would have looked at that like, are we going to hire a, a, a coach from almost felt like a little brother. I think a lot of people felt like the LSU job should have been more than that. And that's no disrespect to Billy Napier, but I'm just trying to explain, you know, where a lot of LSU fans minds were at during this coaching search. So I don't think that this is a definition of either coach or either program this weekend, but it is absolutely going to be a talking point nationally and in Louisiana and Florida as well. I I think Carolyn really, the truth be told, uh, Woodward's first choice uh, was Jimbo Fisher. He turned him down I, a couple of times. So, so he was looking around at that point, and he, he finally landed Brian Kelly. I think a, a big key in the game is LSU's got to run the football. One, Florida can't stop the run, and, and LSU really got stuffed against what I would say is an average at best Tennessee uh, defense. Now, they didn't look average against LSU, but I think LSU has got to establish the running game against Florida and kind of set the tempo on them because we've seen – you can talk all you want about getting the receivers involved. Callum, we haven't seen that. We've seen none of that part of it or very little of it. they got to be able to run the football, and Florida's had some real difficulty stopping a run. And that's the key on both sides. If LSU wants to win, they're going to have to run the football. If Florida wants to win, they're going to have to run the football. It's almost like we've seen a tale of two different Anthony Richardsons. Like, when we watched him against Utah, he looks like Superman out there. I mean, he ran for over 100 yards. He was in command of that offense. He looked like an early dark horse Heisman candidate. And then you saw Kentucky the next week absolutely stuff the run, and Anthony Richardson wasn't able to do anything else. He wasn't able to throw the football. He wasn't able to take the ball into his hands and throw himself to victory. So that's the key for LSU on both sides of the ball is, one, run it on offense, to stop the run because Anthony Richardson has proven if you take the run away, he's not going to be able to throw himself into the game. And I think he's that this so erratic run- as a passer. Yeah, yeah. It, he's it, so it, erratic. Yeah. Carolyn, you look at it, he struggled, what, uh, mightily, uh, to say the least, in two outings uh, of 200 yards uh, this season. Look, uh, this is not Florida football. Steve Spurry would be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Out of 131 <laughs> FBS teams, they're 92nd <laughs> rank. So, uh, no, th- th- that's the thing. Richardson can beat you with his feet. Uh, so I-, I would make him um, be able to th- force him to throw the ball against you and, and don't let him run because th- that's a one-, a one thing I know right now, whether he's having an off game or not, that he can't do at a high level. And that is kind of the interesting dichotomy with Anthony Richardson that we've seen is he can come out and run the ball and win that way. But also against Tennessee, he threw for 450 yards in two right, touchdowns. Yeah. 
He had yet to throw a single passing touchdown going into that week in Knoxville, and then he looked like, you know, Joe Burrow out there. So that's the interesting thing with Anthony Richardson is that he can throw the football. He can be accurate, but he's just not consistently accurate. You know, he can go out and throw for 450 yards against Tennessee and then turn around and not be able to complete a forward pass. He is he is such an interesting player to me because he does have the skill. He does have the talent. He has the size. It just doesn't always come to fruition. So my biggest question on the Florida sideline going into this matchup with LSU is, which Anthony Richardson are you going to get? And I truly, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if Billy Napier knows the answer to that question. Carolyn, I think one of the things and the key in this game too is LSU's special teams have been pooty all season long. I mean, they really have. Uh, come on, you can't fumble the opening kickoff. You gave up a big return. Every week it seems to be somewhere along the line. This special teams falls apart. It's something... Brian Kelly talked about numerous times in the offseason, leading up into the season, how much time, how much work we do on special teams. Well, I guarantee you, it ain't working. Uh, it has just been, been a complete been, disaster. Been lousy. All across the board with them, they cannot get into a close game and lose the special teams part of the game because that is going to bite them uh, and what I think is going to be a really close game, they got to win the special teams part against Florida if they're going to put a W up. I mean, it, it, special teams have been truly atrocious. Disaster. You are 100% correct. And I said this on Locked in LSU this week. I said if there's any sort of special team that mistake that can be made, LSU's <laughs> probably made it this season. I mean, yes. must punt, blocked extra points, blocked, uh, blocked field goals. You muff a kickoff. Who does that? Who muffs a kickoff? Gave up a 58-yard punt return to Tennessee, set them up perfectly for a field goal. It is wild to me how LSU special teams, even in LSU's you know down years in 2020 and 2021, their special teams were fine. And I say, I always say, get the guineas. And the guineas are the field goals, the extra points, you know, a couple, a 20, 25, 30 yards and a punt return, whatever that might be. At least play clean on special teams and don't give up the guineas. And that's exactly what LSU has been doing. And ha- was special teams the difference in that game against Tennessee? No, it wasn't. But it was the difference against Florida State because if they make yep. that field goal, they win. If they make that extra point, that's a tie game. And who knows what Malik Neighbors would have been able to do if he caught one of those points. So, yeah, you're right. Special teams have been an issue, and it's been frustrating to me to see Jack Besh out there, for example. He doesn't drop balls. How did he muff that kickoff? It's been frustrating to me to see some of LSU's best players, and Brian Kelly even said it, our top players are out there on special teams, and they make mistakes on special teams that they don't make in their respective starting positions. So I look to that and I say, well, what is Brian Pullian doing to help himself? Because it's not a lack of skill, but it does look like it's a lack of coaching. And it's a lot of want to. Bob and I work with Rich Marty, and and he says that, man, listen, I made – uh, kind of a career out of playing on special teams. You yeah. got to want to do it. What I see is there's not a lot of guys that want to do it there. Well, yeah, he needs to be in charge of recruiting in the transfer portal. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, and get another special teams coach. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, because it's unacceptable. Be yeah. If yeah. Brian, if Brian Pullian wants to play more of like a CEO manager type of role, right. yes. he wants to be yes. a recruiter. He wants to deal with NIL and transfer. Please, by all means, do it. But whatever he's doing on special teams isn't working, hasn't worked, right. and hasn't improved. 
Now, uh, Caroline, uh, boy, talk about getting off to a fast start. I think very similar to the Saints. I know the two lanes been getting off to fast starts, but you talk about first quarter blues. I'm looking at uh, LSU uh, start of his four games against Power Five competition in the first quarters against. Obviously, you look at Florida State in the Dome, the Mississippi State, Auburn, and Tennessee. LSU's been outscored 26-3, and LSU's only points came uh, was against Florida State. So I, I, I think uh, when all said and done, just to help the confidence and momentum, I'd like to be winning after the first quarter against Florida. And it's so frustrating to me watching this LSU team in the first half, and that's why in that Auburn game when LSU was down 17 nothing. I was sweating, but I really wasn't sweating as much as I probably would be because I knew oh, this team's going to come back in the second half. They're going to score enough points, and they're going to beat this Auburn team. And that is, that is ultimately what happened. This is a second-half team. And I, I thought after, you know, after Florida State, after getting to a slow start, after Mississippi State, after this team got a few more games under its belt, after it started building a little bit more chemistry, I thought that that was a trend that they would kind of grow out of just because – Okay, you got a new, you've got a few games under your belt. You've got a few road games under your belt. You understand who you are. You've built chemistry. You can come out and you can start fast. But through six games, we haven't seen that. And this schedule gets only more and more difficult. So if LSU digs itself in another 17 nothing hole, you know, against Auburn, they can come back from it. Against Ole Miss or Alabama or Texas A&M no. or Arkansas, nope. I don't know if they're coming back from that. And they're only yeah, going to make yeah. their jobs more difficult. And, you know, uh, Caroline, how about uh, when you look at the weapons and obviously it's up to the coaches and obviously the trigger man, the quarterback, to get him the ball. But uh, LSU wide receiver Kayshawn Booty, I'm looking at what he had, 14 touchdown catches in his first collegiate, first 16 collegiate games. And then he finally got his first touchdown this season in a five-yard uh, pass from Daniels in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, if you'd have told me that at the beginning of the season that he just now got his first touchdown considering what he's done in the past, uh, I'd have been like, well, what's going on? I mean, just break that down and your take on that. Carolyn, don't you think it's the chemistry is not there between Jaden Daniels and Booty? It doesn't seem to be. they sort of on the same wavelength. And then, and then, and then when he's hit, he's had to drop And passes. he dropped the damn ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I think that you're right. I think it's the chemistry. And you look at them, they'll, they'll talk to each other on the sidelines. And there'll be videos that they post on Instagram after the game, and they're dancing together after a win. So I can see the relationship there, but the on-the-field chemistry just isn't there. And it's, you can attribute it to, well, Jaden Daniels doesn't throw the ball very much. Well, he throws the ball a lot to Malik Neighbors. And he throws the ball a lot to Dre Jenkins. It's not that he just doesn't throw the ball at all. It just doesn't go Kayshawn Booty's way. And that's another thing is people are saying, why isn't he getting the ball? Why isn't he getting these catches? Well, he's had a few targets that just go right through his hands. And if it's a deep ball, it's a difficult catch, it was a bad throw, I'd understand it. But there have been several balls, if not every single ball that he has dropped, that was right in his hands. Yeah. You know, it hit him in the hands and he just drops it. So that's not a chemistry issue. That's just Kayshawn Booty isn't catching the ball and Jaden Daniels can't trust him to hold on to the football. So, I mean, going into the season, I thought Kayshawn Booty was going to be a top five, top ten pick in the draft. Where it stands right now, I don't think he's going in the first two rounds. And maybe that can turn around. Maybe they can get a little bit more chemistry. They can build that trust. And Tayshawn Booty can hold on to the ball. And, and Jaden Daniels can trust him to throw him the ball. But where it is right now, you know, the chemistry is not there. And really just the ball handling skills that we saw from Tayshawn Booty in his first two years at LSU, they're not there either. Caroline Fenton, thank you so much. 
Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you, Carolyn. All, all right, right, for Carolyn. all things LSU Tigers, subscribe to Locked On LSU on the Odyssey app, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're live from Rouse's Markets, official supermarket of the Saints. This is WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.